Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Hello and welcome. I'm Christina. I'd like to start with I was called a liar and I really have to appreciate that. And this is really an important part of what Satya is all about. And it's known as what's truthfulness. And today I am actually going to read my journal entry as to a reflection I had in regards to being called a liar and how powerful this was for me and learning from not only the individual that called me this, but also learning from Bruce Lipton and also from a woman by the name of Brene, and I can't remember her last name right now, but she was a researcher speaking on vulnerability. And there's no right way to do the wrong thing, is what we've been told. There's no right way to do the wrong thing. And as you're joining today, we're talking about having that truthfulness with ourselves and being okay with being vulnerable. And this is in response to mental health awareness, and we're all in that space. And so my journal entry that I'm sharing with you today is that I was called a liar. And there is no right way to do the wrong thing. And yes, I am a liar. I'm a complete and total liar. And most importantly, I'm a liar to myself. I was called a liar and unfortunately it is true. I lied to myself so as to not show my weakness, my true love and emotions for the other. And the shame in facing friends and family with what I know is deeply true. Lying to oneself is going against one of the eight limbs of yoga of the five yamas and niyamas of the five yamas is satya, truthfulness. And suppressing emotions out of fear of judgment from others. Bruce Lipton, who is an incredible teacher and talks about the epigenetics of our mindset, says that treat the disease and also treat the stress. Treat the disease and also treat the stress. And the way that he talks about it is not about disease, it's dis-ease. We treat the disease and therefore we can treat the stress. This took me back to when Brienne, who is the researcher I just talked about, she mentioned how we ask someone about love and then they talk about their heartbreak. We ask them to talk about something amazing in their life, but they talk about the complete opposite. And I find that I myself do this quite often, which 
has led me to variations of stress within myself. And when I say myself, I'm talking about myself, not just the small ego self, but I'm talking about the big S self. I had a falling out with a Pitta personality who was a dear friend of mine of many years that I had a lot of love for. And because of my own fear of being okay to love again, I blamed others for ridiculous behaviors that weren't true. And not only was it disrespectful, it was disrespectful for them. And it also made me out to seem like I'm the victim. And I played this role exquisitely. How was I practicing satya or the truthfulness with myself when I was lying to them and myself all along? As an Ayurvedic health coach and yoga educator and teacher and student, I noticed that practicing the rasyanas, and these are the Ayurvedic sattvic behaviors or behaviors that create and instill balance and tranquility and harmony in your life, these behaviors they help me to quickly overcome and reestablish balance. However, although on the surface level of things, it may have presented itself that way, unfortunately, vulnerably, um, I still harbored the hurt from the experience and even more so the shame. And shame is something that we're going to get into this coming weeks to come when we talk about this deeper um, during Mental Health Awareness Month but it's being okay with facing that shame. And in that misunderstanding and confrontation, I responded in the totality of who I am truly on the human level, my fiery side, my pitta came out, um, my vata was flying everywhere. I was far from being kapha. Um, and I really showed, showed up in a way that was not, my best representation of the totality of myself. And in this form, when upset, it really solidified the surface level of being. And it was a lot of reference to how much work I still have to do. And I also didn't respond in who I was becoming. I was really responding on a very, very superficial level. And I wasn't even responding. I would probably want to say I was more reacting to the words that were said to me. And being called a liar is an extremely powerful word to say, along with everything else that followed suit. And I allowed my ego, edging God out, to get the best of me. And I reacted instead of responded. And in yoga, we call this the avidya tree. And we go through the Abhinavesha, we go through the Devesha, which is the aversion, we go through Rajas, we go through Abhinavesha in and of itself. And this is just the denial of what we are and who we are on the surface level. And I had to face that and I had to see that for myself and recognize that even though I have this spirit entity within me, I'm also very human and I could be spiritual but I'll also probably get really pissed off and then respond or react instead of respond. And this is where I need to go back to those checks and balances. And that's where having true friends that speak the sweet truth are going to let you know where you are and in that space. And honestly, I made a big mistake by not being honest with them 
and worse yet, with myself. So Brene, who's the researcher that researches the extent and measures out shame and vulnerability and what makes it different than others and how they respond. She's an incredible researcher. You can check her out on TEDx. And um, forgive me, there was uh, a mess up there with the internet. (laughs) But um, Brene nearly brought tears to my eyes. Actually, she did bring tears to my eyes. And this allowed the satya of what happened those few days ago um, to arise for me. And um, it was truly interesting because what am I lying to myself or to others about? And who was I truly hiding from? Who am I lying to? And for what reason am I lying? And there's this mantra that I share with my students all the time, and it's called, um, you are stronger than you realize, more powerful than you think. You are stronger than you realize and more powerful than you think. And I say this all the time. And I say it to all of my students. And the reason why I say this is because my teacher back in Florida, where I'm currently at right now, um, she said this, Sandy Versace is her name, you can look her up. She's an incredible teacher and, uh, and fighter. And she said this in class years ago while we were holding Vashistasana for like, I don't even know how long we were standing in this pose uh, in, on side plank. And it felt like forever. But I remember how intense my breathing got. And I also remember I started to hold my breath and I started to get into my ego. And I can do this. I can do this. I can out. I can out do anybody. And... Um, what I realized was as soon as she said, you're, you're stronger than you realize, more powerful than you think, my breathing came back to balance and I embraced my Ujjayi breathing again. And I also was able to ease into the experience and then kindly come out of the pose and then take it to the other side. But when she said these words, I was able to remain in the asana much longer and it was as though... Ganesha manifested in its own form. It was like all the obstacles were removed for me. And that was really powerful because we find ourselves going up against ourselves all the time, and yet we blame everybody else but ourselves. We blame all the external circumstances. We become the victim. We play the role exquisitely. And we forget that we too fall short of the truth when it comes back to being human and we're doing and doing and doing but we we stop being we stop being and we become a representative of what we want to become but we're not embracing who we are becoming and that's the difference we need to embrace who we're becoming so that we can become the essence of our totality to really discover our wholeness and not live a lie that we're projecting something and taking on everyone else's stuff and then turning it around and projecting it back on them. And this is where vulnerability comes in because we need to be really honest with ourselves and speak these truths and receive the truths when people are telling us this hard, sweet truths. We need to be able to recognize that we are more powerful than we realize and we are stronger than we think. 
and that we are able to overcome these things and, and be the remover of the obstacles, invite that Ganesha, the elephant trunk to clear the path so that we're able to arrive instead of strive all the time, as Dr. Dyer says. And although these words have been spoken back to me by others in an attempt to throw them back in my face, I recognize that they are also awakening into their own self-realization and totality of themselves and of their wholeness. And so it's not something to take personal. And I took it personal and therefore lied. Maybe we all just taking this time and space because we need to embrace the fullness of ourselves and the fullness of each other. The shame that I faced brought a huge wave of pain and grief, causing me to leave my own downtime after my retreat early to not look at them again and costing me money that I didn't need to spend and time that I didn't have because I didn't want to waste it and I wasted it because I was shifted by no other manner but by my own fault and by my own self. And it was not the fault of anybody else's. It was the fault of my own. So my best friend, he's, um, he's quite the Pitavata type. And he's also no filter. And when I reached out to him to confide in him in maybe sorting out my thoughts and what I should do, his response was, it wasn't his problem. And when I wanted to talk it through, he said, you got yourself into that mess and you need to get yourself out of it. Those, as Ivy would say, are facts. And I got myself into that mess and I needed to get myself out of it. And this is where truthfulness, satya, and also humbling ourselves and being able to be vulnerable in that space of humbling is how we express what true love really is. What truly is unconditional love if we are living a conditional love within ourself. And so the interesting part is that I recognize this from the space of what we call in Ayurveda, the Rishi, the Devata, and Chandas, which is known as the known knower and the process of knowing or the object of knowing. And we see that Although it may present itself as surface level stuff, it does permeate deeper as it truly impacts the connection of everything and everyone involved. Every, it's a ripple effect. If something happens between two individuals, it happens to everybody that's connected to it. It impacted some of the students that were on the retreat. It impacted my grandfather when I got home. It impacted me. It impacted my flight home. It also impacted the other person. It impacted their response mechanisms. It impacted the way that they were feeling. It impacted their surrounding community. And so this became bigger than what it needed to. And we need to recognize that small pebbles create big waves. They create big ripples. And being very truthful with yourself and honoring that truth is going to take you that much closer to your higher states of consciousness. The um, times that I feel, or better yet, at times I feel... Um, who I call my best friend <laughs> is 
In fact, one of those people, as Bren, the researcher says, is unable to have the capacity of human empathy and connection. And therefore, um, I choose not to tell him uh, so much for lack of the compassionate response, because a part of also being vulnerable is also being received with compassion. And it's also being able to talk to others and be holding that space of compassion. And when we listen to the word compassion, the word om is in the middle of compassion. It's that, that vibrational sound that is the uttermost essence of healing and reestablishing the sattvic balance that we all seek to have through the practice of Ayurveda and yoga and meditation. And also being truthful and speaking that truth and having people hold the space for you when you are at your lowest. This experience was definitely an opportunity for growth for me. And after such a blessing to see that I am enough. And I encourage my students to say this mantra to themselves that they are enough. And I've encouraged them to say it so much that I forget to say it to myself as well. And the most important revelation about being called a liar is that there's so much honesty behind the lie. There's so much honesty because we are so afraid of what others are thinking and being so afraid of judgment that we don't allow ourselves to just be truly open to receiving whatever it is, good or bad. It's all good because at the end of the day, you know your truth. And you're able to value yourself so much more. And that's the important thing about being called a liar is that how much of a liar are you and how are you handling that? What are you lying to yourself about? What am I lying to myself about? And why am I lying to myself about it? What am I trying to hide? What am I trying to hold back? What judgments am I trying to not to avoid to have that divisha from that rajas from right? What are we doing? Why are we doing that? And so what I'd like to end with here is in light of Mental Health Awareness Month and all the things that go along with it, that you are stronger than you realize and you're more powerful than you think. And every single day you're evolving. And what's most important is that the student is always the teacher and the teacher is always the student. And those are words to live by because we are always evolving, we are always growing, and we're always overcoming the obstacles that we're presented with. As Illy says, you can't have any triumphs without any trials. This just happened to be one of those trials that solidify the incredible experience of what triumphing over this trial meant. And so I'm grateful. Thank you. And thank you for holding the space for me. Namaste. And I'll see you next week. Bye now. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast.
see you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.